Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome to Positively Wrestling, our top 10 matches from 2021. I am Tim Kennard. With me, my co-host, Stephen Davidson. Are you ready to count them down, our favorites from this past year, sir? I'm ready. It's top 10 from each of us. So really, 20 matches. Well, up to 20 matches. I'm sure we'll have some overlap here, but up to 20 matches that uh, we'll be talking about today. And this, for me, this is what matters most. I, I remember... Well, remember it's still going on but pro wrestling illustrated i always liked their year-end awards and the big one was considered wrestler of the year but for me the big one was match of the year because it seemed to me like if you're a wrestler that's what you wanted right, right. the match of the year because that's what you're trying to do you're trying to go out there and tell the best story and 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 capture people's excitement and 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 get them talking based on your performance in the ring and whoever does that the best, that if I was a wrestler, that's the award I would want the most, even more than wrestler of the year. So I'm excited about this. For me, it's about the matches. Excellent. Excellent. And yeah, yeah just disclaimer out there, you know, everybody's got different opinions. Uh, we're going to have differing top 10 lists and positioning. We're going to have a lot of matches that probably cross over, I would assume. Um, some at least. I don't know some what's a lot. I don't know what a lot is, but probably some. Yeah, it'll be some. I have a feeling because I'm not, I'm probably not going to have as many like stardom matches on there because I didn't get to see a lot. Right. Uh, I saw every year. match they had. Yeah. And you've seen everything. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's going to be some differences. And like, you know, sometimes what I really dig about a match isn't something that you get out of that match the same way. So mm-hmm. there's going to be differences, but that's okay. That's the point is point, point of being fans. Uh, we're just celebrating what we like and, and the matches that we really dug this year. And really um, what I want is if you didn't see one of these, go check it out. Yeah. These are 10 matches we feel that you should check out from this past year from each of us. Right. Um, to to kind of get an idea of like the kind of matches and wrestling that we like personally. Um, but also if you haven't seen them, just to expand your horizons and check out yeah. some really good stuff if you haven't seen them already. I'm pretty outspoken. They probably already know kind of what I like, but yes, we'll say well, that. yes. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> but new listeners to the show who have been listening to positively wrestling evolved may not know what some of our non-women's wrestling matches that we've really liked over the past year have been. So right. this is a way for them to kind of check that out, but yes. Yeah, so um, let's see, I am going to flip a coin heads or tails, sir. Oh, let's do tails. It is heads. I will show you right there. I don't know if you can see it, but it's heads. All right. So uh, I will go first with my number 10. All right. Um, And for me, number 10, we're going back to April 7th. NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, Walter versus Ciampa. Uh, This was brutal. (laughs) And I loved it. Walter has really grown on me. I liked Walter when he kind of first hit the scene. But I just love the, he's no flash. He's no dash. He's just beat your ass. (laughs) And I dig it. And Ciampa, I mean, what can you say? He's been 
one of the the biggest highlights of NXT for the past what three years now at least. Oh, more than that, I think. Yeah, yeah, it but feel, I mean, it feels like more than that. Feels really. like more than that. Yeah, but he's been that stalwart there that just he keeps out pumping good matches and he's great character work. Um, I thought you were gonna say he keeps out the riffraff and he keeps out the riffraff. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna ask who that who that entails, but <laughs> he's not doing a great job of it lately. He lost no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, looks like he's he's main roster bound apparently looks we'll like see. it um but yeah no i really dug uh this match between them it was uh again it was just hard hitting it was brutal not a lot of no flash it was just two guys beating each other up chops aplenty um but yeah i mean it's hard hitting and that, i like that it was you know there was just a, the the bell rung and they went at it you know there wasn't no song yeah. and dance right get to it get it done but yeah I, I that's what i love about this match why so i put it at number 10 um probably one that a lot of people maybe didn't expect to be in a top 10 list but i really really enjoyed that match from takeover excellent excellent i'm already putting together you know a list for 2022 mm-hmm. and um already on that list is walter and his mm-hmm. his last nxt uk match with nathan fraser that was yeah, an incredible that was a match hell of a match yeah so yeah, definitely good good stuff from from those two. Um, all right, for me, number ten, not going too far back, going back to November third, Starlight Kid versus Momo Watanabe. I talked about this match when it just right when it happened and how much I loved it. This is the one that went to the double countout. So I've got a double countout on my top ten of the year because of the story that they told mm-hmm. and just the pure believability this was the one if you were listening at the time that i said if you were watching with you know one of the haters a wrestling hater mm-hmm. who was always crapping on it this is one that would make them go hey i know all this stuff is fake but these two are really mad at each other right <laughs> they hate each other you could tell you can tell they just don't like each other um they do like each other in fact now they're teammates and they really love each other um but at the time they they did not like each other in in the, in the story and man they communicated that just the intensity from momo uh starlight playing it up as well and uh it, it went from i'm trying to win the match to i don't care if i win this match i want to hurt you and it, it was i was totally totally captured by this match and into it there was nothing at stake nothing at stake in this particular match it didn't matter because it felt so personal that you cared about it anyway. So kudos to Starlight and Momo Watanabe, my number 10 match of the year. Ah, excellent choice. Excellent choice. Uh, number nine for me, and people might be surprised that this is so far down on my list, uh, but Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega at full gear from November 13th. Um, this, of course, when Page finally grabbed that brass ring, finally was able to overcome um the obstacles and finally beat Omega and become AEW uh, champion. And this match, again, you talk about story and, and drama. This is one of the, the longest storylines probably well, actually it's the longest storyline AEW has had going uh, since it's come about. Uh, and I just, it was, it was hard hitting the, you know, the part where, Page just jumps up and says, Is that all you effing got? <laughs> and keeps going, flips him off. And there's a lot of emotion in it. These guys, of course, used to be really good friends and run with the elite. They were tag team champions, I believe, at one point. 
So there was just so much drama behind this, and the two of them really just put on a great match um, with, again, Paige finally getting the victory. Um, But yeah, and kudos to Omega, who, you know, worked this match hurt. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't seen him since. Haven't seen him since because he's went to rehab. I think it's a shoulder injury that he was working with. Um, But yeah, I just, I really enjoyed what these two did. And yeah, I mean, story, payoff, everything. That's why it gets in my top 10, but only at number nine. Only at number nine. If you remember, and I know you do, because I won't let you forget, I called months ahead of time that Paige was going to be the guy yeah. to beat Kenny Omega. I called it so long ahead of time. That's and what they, I do. And they teased us because with, you know, Danielson coming in and everything else, we were like, ooh, maybe they won't. But they they held on to that carrot and they knew what direction they wanted to go and they kept with it. So kudos yep. to them for that. Yep. All right. Excellent. So for my number nine, also November 3rd, 2021 the same night the same card the same promotion also from stardom we had tom nakano defending her white belt the wonder of stardom championship against her fellow cosmic angel unagi sayaka and this was way better than i ever thought it would be by far the best match unagi sayaka has had and they took advantage of the fact that they are unit mates stable mates, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. and use that to tell a more intense story with Unagi being willing to cross lines. You didn't think she would be willing to cross to try to win this title, including a sister Abigail from the apron to the concrete floor on her friend and mentor, Tom Nakano, who's been there to support and guide her the whole time. And I, I started to question whether Tom was going to win. And that's crazy because it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that Tom was going to win this match going into it. But the story they told uh, and just the the way that Tom was selling and the way that Unagi was presenting herself in those hope spots, in those near falls, they looked believable. And Tom Nakano is a master storyteller. Spoiler, not the first. Sorry, it is the first, but not the last time she's going to be on this list. And uh, I'll talk more about Tom later. But she certainly elevated Unagi that night. And uh, I've not looked at Unagi the same way since. Excellent. Yeah. Um, there, the, 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 the whole mentor um, mentee, I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, relationship adds that extra level of drama that's really nice. Um, it's been done in other matches, obviously, but they, uh, with stardom, and I, I, I do remember seeing bits of this match. Uh, highlights at least um and really really enjoying it but obviously not as much as you (laughs) but uh yeah no you can't really argue with any of that they are two top level performers and seeing Uh, bits even if it's the highlights it's not the same as seeing the whole thing because you got to see the whole thing to see how they craft the story yeah the drama it's not just about the moves right it's about what leads to them and and the the facial expressions and the emotions they put into it and a a highlight package isn't going to get you that and like I say, and that's unfortunately why there's not more stardom on my list. Yeah. Because I do recognize there are some great matches. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot, of, we do have similar tastes and, you know, we recognize good matches, kind of the same. Where mm-hmm. we rank them is a little different, but yeah, no, I'm sure I would have been as in love with this match as you were had I got to actually see the whole thing story-wise start to finish. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess we're moving on to number eight. Uh, for me, we're going back to March 17th, AEW Dynamite 
Time for some lights out action. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. This was just, I mean, I mean, again, using the term hard hitting because it was, and these women put on a hardcore clinic that rivaled anything I've seen the men do. It was, I mean, you want blood, tax, tables, you got it. I mean, it was all there. And they just tore each other apart. And again, much like you said with Starlight and Momo, you watch it, it's like, man, do these people not like, because I mean, they were going at it. It's like, is there some real animosity between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker? I don't think so. Obviously, you know, it's a show, but man, it's hard to tell in the moment, especially when people start, you know, juicing up and you get some color going. Um, But yeah, I mean, they just tore each other apart and this was, it really set a tone, I feel, for AEW um, because, I mean, they've had, and recently, a little bit more color coming almost on a weekly basis, it feels like. Yeah, a little a little too much, I think. Maybe a little too much. Um, but yeah, so, but I mean, they're not, you know, they're trying not to shy away from it, I guess. And I guess. I don't know, but, you know, it's a way to be different because it is something that you're not going to see on the competing WWE product, not very often, mm-hmm. if ever, typically right. accidental. <laughs> right. Um, but, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, really enjoyed what these two ladies did. Um, of course, Britt Baker having a hell of a year still reigning, you know, women's champion, uh, Thunder Rosa, who knows, could be the one to dethrone her finally, if you ever get back around to it. We'll see. She did win this match. That's true. It's very true. By the way, this, this made my best matches of 2021 list at number 42. Ah, so it was on there. I, I probably just pissed a bunch of people off. <laughs> 42? <laughs> Screw you. Hey, opinions, man. Everybody's got different opinions. That's the beauty of it. I have re- I could sit and tell you reasons, but I'm not going to do that because yeah. I want to get back to PlayStation 5. All right. <laughs> uh, my number eight, very, very recent. In fact, it was why we held off on doing this show. This uh, doing this particular episode was because of this show, the December 29th stardom show that took place while I was at Disney World in Orlando. It's not the match I thought it was going to be making this list. It was Saya Kamatani defeating Tom Nakano for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. Not happy with the outcome, but just like Tom elevated Unagi to her best match, I think she did the same thing for Saya here. Um, I, I, I'm critical of Saya Kamatani. I think there are times when she's very good and times when she's not, uh, here she was, there was nothing wrong with anything that happened in this match other than again, I would have had Tom win, but nobody asked me, um, <laughs> they never do <laughs> believe me. Did you see raw this week? Um, oh. <laughs> we'll be talking about that on another We show. will. Um, but here, yeah, uh, I don't know what Sai is going to do with the belt. I don't know what her reign is going to be like, but it got off to an amazing start because this was spectacular from start to finish. Dramatic. I didn't know who was going to win. I thought maybe Saya might, but if you remember, I predicted Tom to win when we did our, our predictions mm-hmm. for this show. And so, um, but I knew there was a possibility. So it was very dramatic. There was not a clear cut winner here. Saya eventually getting the win with a Phoenix splash, but everything just worked. And uh, Tom made her look like a star. And uh, that's what Tom does. Yeah. And I agree. I did actually get to see this one and yeah, it was, this was an amazing match. And again, I was kind of the same way. I did not expect Saya to win, but 
Uh, she does. And you're right. I think it's kind of like you go back and uh, of course you're a huge fan of Bret Hart uh, when he would elevate people he was in the ring with. Oh, um, WrestleMania 10. Yeah. And give them a lot of times the best match they've ever had. Yeah. Um, because of how good he was. I mean, look at what he did with Davy boy, who was admittedly a little messed up during a match. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it SummerSlam? I think. SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got him through and it still, that match still looked great. He made Davy look like a million bucks, even though Davy was under the influence. <laughs> I, I still, it's one of my favorite matches of all time. Yeah. So uh, I think Tom has that same special capability. Yeah. With with the, the ladies in stardom, so yeah, great choice uh, for me. This one fell kind of in my top twenty. Okay, um, so probably in like you know the fifteen to sixteen range mm-hmm. where I had this one pegged. Um, next up for me, we're going to WrestleMania. All right, here we go for Reigns, Edge, and Brian, the Triple Threat main event. Okay, I think a lot of people sleep on how good this match actually was, especially when I went back and rewatched it. Um, the, the storytelling, the elevation of rain, this is by far rain's best WrestleMania closing match that he's had. I feel, um, I think an argument can be made for, for edge and well, not Daniel Bryan, his, I think WrestleMania 30 was still, uh, I'm a fan of the Roman Brock WrestleMania 31 match that Seth interrupted. I'm a fan of that match too. I am yeah. a fan of that match. That would be um, my favorite Roman WrestleMania match. Um, but I think for me, from a, I guess I'll say from a technical standpoint, just all encompassing. That's why I like this one probably mm-hmm. the most for Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the way they told it, the way they elevate Reigns, and who has been doing phenomenal things since, has been basically running the joint, head of the table, loving that gimmick, um, still going, and you know it was kind of a kind of it was a send-off basically for daniel bryan brian danielson basically one they did have that. the smackdown match after that but yeah yeah it was one of his last big matches right before his uh exit um and then edge you know complimenting in there with them and like uh, some of the creative reversals and everything else they had in this match just was really great and then you know the definitive pinning them both at the end i didn't see that coming yeah at all uh so they get they threw some surprise in there too but that's why i wanted to put it in my top 10 i really really especially upon rewatching, found out how much i really enjoyed this match okay awesome um all right i'm gonna go ahead and go with my number seven december 18th i promise folks there are some non-starter matches on this list just bear, <laughs> with, me. bear with me we're getting there we're getting there um but this one december 18th oedo tie queen's quest momo or starlight must join the other faction uh this this was one of those all-time moments for me like a defining moment as a wrestling fan for me when momo does the heel turn on azumi at the end and willingly leaves queen's quest her unit she was the leader and she abandoned them to join Starlight over in Oedo Tai. So when you have a moment like that, it, it elevates a match, but the match itself was great even before that. I was gasping and jumping and, and shouting at the near falls. And it was, I, again, didn't know who was going to win. It could have gone either way. 
both outcomes seemed unimaginable, which is what made this match so captivating. Um, I, if, if, this, if this had been WWE, they would have found a way out. They would have found some sort of loophole to get out of following through on the stipulation, but not here, not with stardom. They followed through, they found a way to make it memorable and exciting, but the match too. And the, the, I mean, Utami was the first one out. Wouldn't have seen that coming. She was the red belt champion, the world of stardom champion at the time. She was the first one out. So it was unpredictable. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as it got down to, it was a captain's fall match, Cap- captain fall, captain's fall. Captain's Fall, right? I think Captain? it's Captain's Fall. Yeah, Captain's, Captain's Fall. Fall. Yeah, they both sound a little weird. Um, so, I'm Captain Fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, once you beat Momo or Starlight, that's it. The match was over. Um, and just towards the end, when it was Momo with Azumi versus Starlight, those near falls, they were every one of them was convincing. And it was just so dramatic. And that's, it was everything I love about wrestling that we almost, almost never get these days. Yeah. And I really love this match as well. Uh, The way they subvert expectation with Momo at the end, just deciding like we didn't even need the pinfall. She's like, nah, I'm joining. (laughs) And I'm going to hit the ref to get myself disqualified. So just even more heelish. Yeah. So what a great, uh, character turn for Momo and so far has been doing wonders with it. Yeah. Can't wait to see what else and where else it goes. Yeah. Momo, um, let me talk about Momo just for a second because I, I've realized something about Momo. She may be the only wrestler on the planet, and that includes Sasha Banks, that doesn't do anything in her performance that annoys me. Hmm. Like even, even Sasha, when she does the knee lift from the inside to the opponent standing on the apron on the outside, slaps her leg. Yeah. Um, I don't see Momo slapping legs. I don't see Momo um, making her opponents wait for her to get in position to do an easily predictable, obvious move. I don't see Momo. Momo sells appropriately. She doesn't oversell. She doesn't undersell. She knows when to sell hard and when not to. She does everything, everything right. And I, I, I'm so frustrated that she doesn't have a higher, a higher position on, on the roster, on the card, but maybe she'll get there with this, with this change. I'm hoping that she'll ultimately be the one to dethrone Shuri. Um, Mm. But I just, I just, I want to give Momo even more props than I usually do. um, And just point that out that I I think she is uh, as perfect a wrestler as, as I've seen. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. High praise. High praise. So she's better than Sasha. I knew you were going to ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that. I knew you were going to ask me that. The difference that Sasha makes up with it, makes up for it in the creativity she puts in her matches. And Momo has that too, but Momo, but Sasha has more of it. So I think that that tips it in Sasha's favor overall, but I'll tell you they're close. All right. Yeah, you knew I was going to put you on the spot. I, I, did. I was ready for it. As soon as you started talking about comparisons, like, oh, I'm getting it. I'm getting <laughs> it. But great choice. Great choice. All right. We are on number six, I believe now. Yep. And uh, for me, going to all out AEW September 5th, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, tag team cage match. Uh, this 
was by far my favorite tag team match of the year <laughs> as it's the only tag match that's on my list um and one of my personal favorite tag matches of all time just the the lucha i love the lucha brothers uh the camaraderie between the two of them uh, i think is uh fantastic between phoenix and penta um and then i mean young bucks you got your you got people that love them you got people that don't care for them i get it you know and this style of match you know they pulled out a lot of i mean it was a spot fest after you get through the midpoint of the match then it's just spot 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 i get it but that not doesn't necessarily have to always be a bad thing uh and for me i was entertained it was i i when i talk about this match it one of those where i sit there and say i couldn't catch my breath because of the spots it was just like oh you know just constantly oh my god oh my god oh my god and these two teams just knocked it out of the park in that regard uh so i had to show props to them uh and wanted to put a tag match somewhere in the top 10 just to show some tag team love (laughs) um but yeah aew i think definitely does tag team wrestling the best between them and wwe currently um as far as the division being stronger and how they handle the division um but yeah really love this match uh the young bucks stooping to some new lows and really digging into the heel uh persona with uh some of the stuff they did with like the you know the thumbtacks and everything else that get drug out during this match but yeah really really enjoyed the the spot fest young bucks lucha brothers from all out what i call michael bay wrestling yes that's i mean this would be popcorn wrestling for me it's like i'm gonna sit back i'm gonna be blown away by the visuals i'm gonna enjoy my popcorn and my drink and just have a good time no 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 real story or maybe even a nonsensical story but action from beginning to end yeah just from michael bay wrestling yeah Yeah. okay and it's not always a bad thing now when that's all you do over and over and over again then it can get old but Mm -hmm. occasionally you get a gem like this that stands out for me okay cool all right so up to number six now um i i, I do promise stardom non-starter matches are, are coming but number six <laughs> is is another starter match tom nakano's back and this time she's against mayu watani on october 9th um this was the big match for the wonder of stardom championship they had had one singles match earlier in the year which, by the way, clocked in at number 11 on my list. So they almost had two singles matches in my top 10 for the year. That's how good these two are together. Um, And that match went to a time limit draw. Tom, as champion, made the challenge to Mayu for the three match. We went to a draw last time. I wanted to defend my title against you. Let's do it again. And they did. And they went to another draw. We got to have another match at some point here yeah uh, we do have the triple threat match coming up we'll talk more about that this week but um their one-on-one matches uh, again it comes back you're going to hear me talk about this over and over and over storytelling 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 and that's what this was about it was about two people who wanted to prove they're better than the other while also wrestling for a championship while also remembering this draw they had and they couldn't prove that they were better than the other the first time so it was even more important to do it this time. They still couldn't do it. That's why we've got to have another match somewhere down the line. And um, just Mayu took it to another level. She takes her 
persona to another level in these matches with Tom. She gets a little edge to her. She's not quite the smiley, happy baby face that we see in, in most of Mayu's other matches. She gets a little rough around the edges, uh, something that Tom brings out in her. But Tom brings stuff out in everybody, and that's, that's, that's why she's on my list so much. She, she makes the most of these big matches, these opportunities that she gets. And so uh, Tom Nakano, Mayu Watani, the rematch, October 9th, number six on my list. Excellent, excellent. I don't have much to add to that one. I have not seen that one, unfortunately, so I cannot really comment on it. Um, Moving into number five, top Top five. Here we go. Top five. Um, hmm. Going to September 22nd. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega at Grand Slam. Speaking of time limit draws. Mm -hmm. um, I, as soon as Danielson you know, came to AEW, this is the match that I wanted to see. And a lot of people, this was the fantasy booking. People wanted to see this match for a long time. Um, so have it for free. Yeah, so have it for free. <laughs> but <laughs> it still makes no sense to me. Yeah, from a marketing standpoint, you are 100% correct. Um, but it did not take away from how good this match was. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I can't wait for them to finally get to run this back at some point once Omega comes back. Um, but goodness gracious, uh, towards the end, you're just like, are we going to get a pinfall? Are we going to get a pinfall? And they teased us so much. But And ah, man, I mean, what, what, what more can you say about Brian Danielson? I mean, he is, in my estimation, probably the best male wrestler on the planet. I agree. Um, there's some people that will, you know, kind of flip that with Omega, possibly, possibly with Will Ospreay. I haven't seen enough of Will Ospreay to really, uh, cause I don't get to watch a lot of new Japan and like, yeah. uh, Okada. I can't really speak to those cause I haven't seen them. Yeah. But for me and what I've seen, Brian Danielson, pound for pound, best wrestler in the world. Um, at least on the male side, no question. Uh, and Omega, I think is at least top five at least in my estimation, as far as just consistently has good matches. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a lot of duds. Um, and like I say, I can't wait for a rematch. These two knocked out of the park. It did go to a, a time limit draw. It was on free TV. So at least everyone had a chance to possibly see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was, you know, I guess a good way for buzz for AEW. And that's probably the main point as to why it was done. Uh, but yeah, these guys just knocked it out of the park. I at one point thought about putting this higher on my list, but I was like, no, no. Um, there's I, when I when rewatching matches, like, no, as good as this was, there's other stuff I want to highlight more in my top five. But that's why I got my number five spot. Uh, the 30 this is 30 minute draw, right? Yeah, yeah, this was the 30 minute, right? Right, right, draw. yes, right. Yes. Um, it, number 50 on my list. Number 50. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm pissing people off right and left. <laughs> <laughs> that email address is POS WrestleCast uh, at gmail.com. At find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, man. <laughs> Give us the hate. I mean, let us know. If you think we're dumb and our picks are horrible, let us know. I mean, what are yours? We'd love to hear your top 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are yours? What are your top 10s, man? What are yours? <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> My top five. Here we go. Number five. It's not a stardom match. Number five is not a stardom match. The Here only non-stardom match. <laughs> <laughs> October 15th. Smackdown. 
one-on-one Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch. These Mm. two tore the house down. Mm -hmm. My estimation, the best SmackDown match of all time. Uh, I really don't even think, I mean, there are others that come to mind. Uh, the, the Iron Man match with Lesnar and Angle, um, Sasha Bailey from last year, maybe a couple others, but I don't think any of them even come close to how good this match was. Uh, it was the first time, and to this day, only time in years, Becky Lynch lost. She yeah. lost this match. Sasha Banks beat her. They, uh, a few weeks ago, one of the commentators, I remember who, said that Becky hasn't been beaten in years, and I wanted to yell wanted to yell at them tim because she has been and it was sasha that did it this match felt like a wrestlemania match they went out there and put on a wrestlemania quality match on smackdown because sasha doesn't do anything different that's how sasha always does when she gets the opportunity she runs with it becky was right there with her um becky's another one i'm i'm critical of but not here not here sasha brought out the best in her as she did back in nxt when they first had the one-on-one match for oh, Sasha's. Some, oh, some great matches in NXT. Yeah. Some of my favorites. Yeah, that one-on-one match with uh, Sasha and Becky in NXT where Sasha was the defending champion was mm-hmm. one of the first matches to really get people talking about the division down there, the women's division and uh, the four horse women. And here they they did it again. And I think this was better than their Hell in a Cell match, um, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, it was just top to bottom, pure entertainment mixed with quality mixed with storytelling and just couldn't go wrong with this match october 15th smackdown sasha banks becky lynch yeah can't argue with that one it was great and going back to that first nxt match that is where i really became a fan of becky lynch okay was in that that match is where i took notice that hey i like her she's awesome yeah um so yeah i mean i i can't argue with that being in your top 10 at all um Kind of surprised it's not mine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, a fantastic match. Fantastic match. I'm going to chalk that one up to me, mostly forgetting about it. <laughs> ah, don't forget about this match, folks. Go back and watch it. Yeah, it's go on Peacock. Definitely. I know. I'm gonna, I want to go back and watch it now. Yeah. Well, wasn't this the one that was like the uh, uninterrupted, like no commercials? Yes, it that was. That went head to head with AEW Rampage. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Fantastic yep. match. All right. Number four. Four. It's going to be AEW. Ah. <laughs> Full gear. CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. Oh. My number four favorite match of the year. And I had to have a punk match in my top 10. I knew I would. I thought about Darby, but when I thought about the matches Punk has had, this one stood out the most to me because, again, of the story. Now, a lot of people was like, it was a shorter match. Yeah, it was. It didn't go 20 minutes. I think they went like 13, maybe 14. It wasn't a very long match. Doesn't mean anything. But the interaction of them leading up to the match, even though it was thrown together kind of quickly um, in the mat in a span of like, you know, two to three weeks. Um, but them going back and forth on the mic was classic. And then Kingston has, has been slowly growing on me uh, as a performer. Because he's just in there and it's again, it's that kind of hard hitting, no nonsense. And like I said, when we I talked when I talked to you about this match after it happened initially, I thought you'd like it because like CM Punk, when he makes his entrance second, he doesn't stop and do the hey, it's clobbering time. You felt like these two guys wanted to beat each other up. And he marches right down to the ring, gets in, and they just get into it. There's no 
you know, there's no fanfare. Right. It's boom. We're going at it. And, and they beat each other to a pulp. It gets bloody. Kingston gets a signature like F you in there. It's just back and forth. But uh, Punk eventually picks up the victory, of course, with the GTS and, you know, offers the handshake at the end. And you just felt this. Again, uh, not brutality, but just real, real intensity, intensity. Yeah. Intensity is a better word uh, between the two of them. And again, this is where you don't have to have 20, 25, 30 minutes. If you get in there and you hit all the spots, right. You don't drag anything out and you flow. It goes well, it becomes kind of perfect. And that's what I felt they pulled off here. Um, and that's why I, I put it at my number four for the year. And if they're going at it that hard, it makes sense for it to be a little shorter too. Yeah. Cause you're not, it's not a lot of rest holds or nothing. You're just in there to, to get it in, get it done. Beat them up. You're not likely to be able to go 25 minutes when you start a match that way and you go at it that hard the whole time. So yeah. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right. Number four. Not only is this not a stardom match, it's not a women's match. Can you believe it? Here we oh go. My God. Oh Here my we God. Go. <laughs> March 21st. Fast lane, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, one-on-one. Yeah. This, this was, this was a, it was a spectacle in the sense that, again, you went in saying, well, Roman's going to win this. But as the match went on, it became, Roman's going to win this? Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Roman is winning this, isn't he? Oh, maybe not, maybe not, maybe not. What you, oh, God. They, they totally, <laughs> made this believable that Daniel Bryan was going to become the champion. And it was through, you know, help that Roman Reigns walked out as champion here. He didn't do it on his own. It, it, it was good storytelling. It kept Daniel Bryan strong for the WrestleMania main event that you already talked about. Um, this is my favorite Roman Reigns match period overall. Um, and one of my favorite Daniel Bryan matches, to be honest. Um, they they had a good one-on-one match before uh, leading into a WrestleMania that was designed to, to put Roman Reigns over and kind of endear him to the crowd. And it just made people angrier that he beat Daniel Bryan along the way. Um, yep. They really don't understand us over in WWE anymore. <laughs> um, but here... Uh, Roman winning was was fine and nobody was complaining about it, including me, because the match was so spectacular. And uh, yeah, uh, this is one of those matches that I'm never going to forget. Yeah, no, this was a fantastic match. This is like number 12 for me on my list. Mm-hmm. So this was just outside the top 10. Uh, but yeah, no, fantastic one-on-one encounter between these two. And like you said, going in, you're just like, yeah, Roman's going to win. You know, it's, it's the trajectory. But yeah, as the match went on, you just a little glimmer of because we're Danielson fans. It's like, maybe, 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 Uh, but no, but still fantastic effort by both of those gentlemen. I agree. It's probably it's their best one-on-one match with each other, period. Oh yeah. Um, But yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, Number three, going back to WrestleMania, Sasha, Bianca main event night one. Uh, I mean, this match, the emotion, the history, 
everything. Because, I mean, you could sit there and say, yeah, the build wasn't great because it did kind of feel thrown together, but that's okay. Um, we didn't need a big, intense storyline. It was, you know, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. All right, let's find out. And that's what it was. And they put on a hell of a match. The, the emotion you see in their faces before the match starts, the emotion on Sasha's face on the outside after the match ends. It's just one of those that draws how you could watch this and not feel something. I don't know. I just, I, 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 I can't fathom how you watch this match and you don't feel the importance and the gravity of the match. Um, two African-American women in the main event of a WrestleMania. Yeah. That's just history upon history upon history making. Yeah. And it really uh, solidified Bianca as a top level superstar, even though uh, how she was handled afterwards, we, you know, WWE It was great until SummerSlam. Yeah. WWE's going WWE, man. That's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, looks like they might be getting her back on the right track. We'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, this match was just incredible. And you know, people will, for- will forget the lackluster build. Yeah. Because we remember it because we were sitting here talking about it every week on our podcast. Yeah. But I, I think over time, I mean, a lot of people have probably already forgotten it because of the match that, that followed it. And uh, that's really all that ended up mattering. So, yes, awesome. Good, good choice. Good choice. Um, number three for me, March 3rd, hair versus hair for the Wonder of Stardom Championship, Tom Nakano and Julia. Mm. this match was insane and again this is this is a top 10 list this is tom nakano's fourth match on my top 10 list if that doesn't tell you something about tom nakano i don't know how else to get across to you that she's one of the best wrestlers in the world he's your most Uh, hated stardom (laughs) right (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, nobody takes advantage of a spotlight like tom nakano um, at least not in stardom. Um, Sasha Banks does, but she hasn't had the spotlight as much in 2021. She was inactive for most of the year. Um, in in star- Momo does, but Momo wasn't getting a spotlight for the most part. So Tom won the Winter Stardom Championship here in this match from Julia. Uh, shaved Julia's head, hit an incredible screwdriver to to set her up for the finish. That still hurts me every time I see it. And the story, again, going into it of Tom telling herself and everyone that she was going to win that white belt and having tried so many times and failed and failed and failed and just the increasing desperation and then going into the match, having already lost to Julia and then having beaten her in the five-star Grand Prix. So they're one and one. And so can she do it when it really counts or will she fail again? And to top it all off, this was the main event of the biggest show in Stardom's history. This was the 10th anniversary, the first time they've done a pay-per-view in the States. Um, well, the, the pay-per-view wasn't in the States. The first time they made a pay-per-view available outside of Japan. Um, and the biggest show ever. And Tom Nakano is their main eventing with Julia. Both of them stepped up. Uh, they're, they're two of the best in the world, period. And there's nothing bad that I can say about this match. I woke yeah. up in the middle of the night to watch it. Yeah. And this is one, again, had I been 
watching stardom full on at the time would easily be as high on the, my list as it is yours. Um, Cause I love Julia. She is my favorite in stardom uh, with what I've seen. Um, and I do want to go back and give this match a proper watch. Yeah. And maybe even watch some lead up to it. Some of the shows yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Uh, so I can fully appreciate it. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely can't argue with that one bit as number three for you. Uh, number two, dose top two for me. Back to AEW, and once again, as Tom shows up a lot on your list, Brian Danielson shows up a lot yeah. on mine, <laughs> and it's Adam Page versus uh, Brian Danielson at Winter Is Coming, uh, AEW Dynamite from December fifteenth. Uh, another time limit draw. Um, and again, these two ended up complementing each other very well. Now, there were a few issues I had with the match as far as um, how they progressed some of the spots, but that's me really nitpicking the match. But just as far as two guys, performers that went out there and Danielson, you know, just having such the repertoire that he has all the different uh, uh, submission holds uh, the cattle mutilation, the, um, uh, the, the, the bell lock, the bell lock, everything, uh, uh, the running knee as far as not being submission, but all the different ways Danielson heel hook. Can, he's got the, the heel, heel hook. hook. Yeah. Heel mm-hmm. hook too. Uh, different ways that Danielson can beat you and how he was trying all of these and, Page just narrowly escaping the page hitting, you know, buckshot lariat and everything else. And at the end, they they did that classic, you know, if there were, if there had been maybe three more seconds, we might have got a three count. So they gave us that tease, which of course led to a rematch, which was early this year, <laughs> and uh, is definitely on my top matches of 2022 so far, um, where Page actually beats Danielson um, and what a great way to elevate Adam Page again showing you that AEW is all in pun intended um, for Hangman Adam Page and him being kind of the face of the company and who they're they're running with right now um, but yeah again Danielson makes anybody he gets into the ring with look good period and again you didn't even need, again, I got two matches on my list that don't have an ending <laughs> other than just a draw, no winner. And they're two of the best matches of the year. So yep. Paige and Danielson winners coming December 15th. Check it out. If you have not seen it. Yep. Yep. Um, I actually preferred their rematch. I thought the rematch was, was better than this one. Um, this one um, was good too, though. And it's hard to discount, you know, Two, two, two people going out there and working for 60 minutes. Like, that's not easy. No. Um, going they make it look is easy. not easy. They make it look easy because they're good at what they do and because they're in incredible shape. But think about the amount of effort that goes into lifting 230 pounds. Most mm-hmm. people can't do it. They're doing it over and over and over for 60 minutes. Think about that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, they they went out there and they worked hard and yeah, not surprised to see it, to yeah, see it on the list. And a lot of people sit there and talk about, you know, back in the day, like, well, flair would have Broadway's like every other week on the yeah. independent circuit. It's like, yeah, but how many rest holds were they doing? 
Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of rest holds. They weren't performing at the level that these two guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and putting these kind of and again, wrestling has evolved, obviously. You know, it's 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 a different beast as it was from like the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you just you can't discount the fact that uh they do more in the ring now, I feel. Yeah, right. But yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, no question about that. All right, number two on my list, April 10th, night one of WrestleMania, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Of course. Of course. Of course. So everything you said, plus the match itself was fantastic with a great story and back and forth. And it felt like Bianca was going to win, but again, maybe not. Um, It would have kind of hurt her not to, but with WWE's booking, what's that matter? Yeah, Uh, (laughs) That that didn't mean anything in predicting who was going to win this. Um, But the, the conclusion with the hair whip, that left the mark mm-hmm. across Sasha's ribs. You know, we, on our year end show, we did spot of the year and that, that only wasn't it for me because we've seen her do the hair whip before. Yeah. Um, but not like that. I mean, that echoed throughout the entire building and left a lash mark. Like across a Sasha's ribs. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, but like you said, the the story and the moment. Again, I talked about the moment earlier with Momo turning heel. The moments matter, and moments count as part of matches when they happen in and around matches. And it's it's a part of the whole. And so, if the moment is good, it makes the match better. Look at Hogan Rock from WrestleMania mm-hmm. 18. That's another example of the moment elevating the match. And when the match is already great, and it's elevated by a moment like this one was then it's an all-time classic. And this is my favorite WrestleMania main event ever. And it's going to be hard to top. Wow, that's high praise. And again, I spoke about it earlier. It was my, you know, what, number four, number three, number three. three? Um, I I know your list better than you do. You do, you do. Um, I'm always the addle-brained one, so I am older. (laughs) (laughs) significantly significantly older he is 17 years older than i am Woo! (laughs) goodness i don't know why i I flare wooed at that but i I, I don't know i haven't flare wooed since episode of uh (laughs) uh, whatever that show is called (laughs) hey i may not support the man anymore but i don't boo the woo anyway but yeah no i mean again we, you know we go on and on about it but yeah what a moment in history for them and for wwe and wrestling in general it's it, it's going to be hard to top it's going yeah. to be hard to top uh for sure all right number one and i somehow have a feeling we have the same number one is your number one from june 12th it is stardom dream cinderella utami versus shuri wow yep wow we didn't now, we did not plan this by the way no, but, but we not, have the same number one yeah absolutely we have the same number one now this is shuri for the one to start for the world of stardom championship yeah, yeah this i mean because in preparation for the show on the 29th, because you were like, yeah. hey, make sure you go back and watch that that match in the, on yeah. the 12th, because I hadn't seen it. I heard you talk about it, but I hadn't had a chance to watch it. 
So I went back and I watched it and I was blown away. Yeah. Just blown away. The emotion, the, uh, what looks like the psychosis that, um, that Shuri is going through Mm -hmm. and just the mental breakdown and everything. And it's just uh, such a beautiful and crazy story told in the ring. And they go into overtime. It's just, oh, the heightened drama. It was just great. Uh, Again, I'm not as versed in stardom. Haven't been watching it as long as you have, at least not in depth. Um, But this match just absolutely blew everything else I saw this year away. Hands down. Shuri's Um, mother had had passed away not long before this match. And so she had said she was going to win the World of Stardom Championship for her mother. Mm-hmm. And um, she'd had a shot at it before, and and lost to Mayu when Mayu was champion, and this was her next her next chance. And um, yeah, so they hit the thirty minute draw, and we never see this in Stardom. But they asked for more time, and I was like, please don't do five more minutes. Is there anything more useless than five more minutes? Yeah, just just do sudden death. What five more minutes? They've gone 30. You think another five is going to finish it? Probably not. But no, suddenly they yell 30 more minutes. And then they just go at it just hard mm-hmm. for, you know, until they were out of gas again. They got a second win there when, when the bell rang again. But yeah, and this wasn't a time limit draw. They were exhausted and they both collapsed and couldn't answer the 10 count. Yeah. And it was believable. Like I believed it. And there was something... I don't, they just captured lightning in a bottle that night. The, their match on the 29th was also good and actually was number 17 for me. Mm. Um, but it wasn't this match. There was something special about this match from the beginning. They started out, they didn't have a personal issue. This wasn't Punk and, and um, uh, uh, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston. Um, there was no personal issue here. They just both wanted to be champion. So they started out with chain wrestling, but there was something even about that that I didn't want to look away. And I'm saying that, and I, I like Utami and I like Shuri, but I wouldn't call, I wouldn't say either of them are among my very favorites, but here they are sitting number one on my list. And even their chain wrestling that night had something special about it, just something intangible. There was something in the air that night. And again, a draw, a draw topping both of our lists. If that doesn't say something about this match, I don't know what else would. And I mean, and overall, and both lists in general, what we have what three, four, what four or five total non-finish matches. I had I had two. I've got this in three. Okay, I've got uh, this one, and I've okay, got, we uh, share it. So technically four because yeah. we're sharing this one. Yeah. yeah, and I've got Momo and Starlight as well. Yeah, but that's crazy. Four out of a potential twenty spots. So twenty yeah. percent had no win. So really eighteen. We really had eighteen different matches because we shared two. Yeah, true. So four out of eighteen. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. But it just goes to show you, you don't have to have a winner to have a great match. No, not at all. Not at all. It's like when you appreciate the art form. Yes. um, What happens at the very end really doesn't matter. Right. Not in terms of match quality. Yeah. Now it can help enhance it. Right. In the case of like Adam Page Mm. versus Kenny Omega, him overcoming that 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 obstacle that's huge and that does help elevate that match yeah but uh this one like i say ah, 
it almost added to like it, it almost would have been a shame for either of them to lose this match yeah because of the effort put through and you're just sitting there's like man I, I, I people chant fight forever at mm-hmm. matches all the time here's one where it was warranted yeah it's like man because you don't want to see either of them lose after you see them go through uh the first 30 minutes and they get into the second and you're just like man i don't i don't know how i want this to end so yeah I, you know i don't want i don't want tommy to lose i don't want sherry to lose but it's like it's got to stop sometime <laughs> yeah yeah but, yeah but i do like how they did it with you know they're just so exhausted they can't answer a 10 count we've just We've literally beat each other senseless to where we can't go anymore. Yeah. And that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hats off to Tommy and Shuri for such a wonderful match. And again, a wonderful follow-up match from the 29th as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, another one. It was in my top 20. Uh, yeah. So just outside the top 10, but man. Yeah. But yeah, they're top 10 matches, I guess top 18 total. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Uh, any matches that didn't make your top 10 that you just want to call attention to and say hey even it doesn't have to be like number 11 just like anything from the year that you want to call attention to say hey if you haven't seen this i don't think it gets enough attention you should go watch it well actually okay yeah um there is uh one in particular it's a cm punk match Mm -hmm. on his return and it happened on that same night that we're talking about becky and sasha Mm -hmm. when they went head to head it's him versus matt sidow Mm, mm-hmm. i absolutely love that match between the two of them it was not you know it was just kind of thrown together the week before or a couple days before it might have been thrown together on freaking uh dynamite and then just happened on rampage but again it was just two guys that know their craft who complemented each other very well who went and just had a great match yeah it wasn't a banger as far as you know putting it in my top 10 because there wasn't any real emotion behind it or anything like that. There wasn't a gravitas to put to it. But if you want to see two guys just craft a match together um, that flows very, very well, like two great dance partners, this is one of those perfect examples for me. Yeah. It was was one of my my favorite non-top 10 matches of the year. (laughs) Ah, yes. Um, My highest ranking AEW match. Are you curious? Mm Mm-hmm. Number 12. So AEW wasn't far out. Okay. Okay. Number 12. And it was the February 17th match between Riho and Serena Deep. Oh, um, that was a great match. Yes. Yeah. That was before whatever pay-per-view that was. It was on the pre-show of whatever that pay-per-view was. February. Yeah. Might have been all in. Maybe. Or all out. All, all, all... No, all out's the one in the fall. Oh, okay. okay. That's the one we had in like uh, September, I think. Okay. Um, so if you haven't seen that one, check that one out. And also there was, uh, an NXT match, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Leon Ruff. It was oh, the yeah. night, it was a night that Hit Row was formed. And mm. that was a tremendous match. That was on May 4th. Um, and that's another one that people don't talk about. And then a raw match as well. Um, that was on, uh, May 24th between Matt Riddle and Xavier Woods. Oh, that and, one. Oh, that was a great match. Yeah. yeah, that that's another one that people aren't really talking about anymore, but uh, should be because, yeah, it was spectacular. So th- those weren't 11, 12, 13, but those were matches that just people aren't talking about. And I think they should be. Yeah. And uh, I will throw another one, another NXT match in there. Uh, NXT UK, actually. Uh, Walter and Elia dragging off, too. Okay. 
just because of the brutality. It was just such a hard brutal. match. Yes, uh, it was. From that standpoint, if you want to watch a, a match and kind of cringe, but in a good way, for mm-hmm. wrestling's sake, that's a good one to do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And well, well there, there we go. I've already started putting my 2022 list together. Yep. So we'll be doing this again next year, of course. Got five um, matches on there so far. And like I say, please, I mean, reach out to us. Please email us POS at wrestle uh cast or I mean, POS wrestlecast at gmail.com. Excuse there you me. go. Uh or find us on Twitter at uh, plus wrestlecast, P-L-U-S wrestlecast. You can find me at Timothy K, Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can find us on Facebook at Positively Wrestling. Um, you can find us now on uh, TikTok to search for Positively Wrestling. But yeah, let us know what your favorite matches are from this past year. I'm very curious, especially if it's something that isn't on our, our list or if you think we're just full of it. <laughs> you want to say, hey, we don't know anything. Sure, bring it on. We're not going to, I'm not going to respond with hate. That's not what we do here. It's Positively Wrestling. I mean, We'll, we'll, we'll respond. <laughs> I, I can't promise how I would respond to that. Okay. I won't be mean. I can't, <laughs> I can't speak for the heel of the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought he's the heel. He's the, heel. <laughs> oh my goodness. I I'm learned Matt from the Riddle best. And you are Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I've become everything I hate. <laughs> Lots of chin locks. Lots of chin locks. <laughs> and predictable finishers. <laughs> oh, boy. Goodness. But we hope you enjoyed the show. Stealth dropping. If you're listening to it as it Yeah, drops. surprise. Of course, uh, we'll be back in a couple days with our regularly scheduled Positively Wrestling Evolve show, where we have lots to talk about from this week. Oh, Raw was something else. That's for sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, so tune in for that. Uh, have a great weekend if you're in the uh the kind of the the east like we are you're dealing with all this snow be careful out there it's kind it of crazy. used to be snow <laughs> mine's not snow anymore yeah, but now it's ice it's just ice. it's <laughs> six inches of ice oh goodness yeah. and don't want to get excited for six inches anyway let's uh, uh <laughs> move all right but yeah everybody have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon here with our regularly scheduled show. Uh, take us out, Steve. Have a good one. Matinee.